Jeremy Corbyn speaking just a short time ago. Well, let's take a look at the timing of Parliament's suspension and what it means for Brexit. Professor Meg Russell is from the Constitution Unit at University College London and is with me here in the studio. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, First of all, this is entirely down to the Prime Minister, isn't it? When and how long? Essentially, yes. Um, But I think that it's important to say Laura Koonsberg said that the message coming from Number 10 is nothing to see here, nothing unusual. Make no mistake, this is extraordinary um, for three reasons, I would suggest. Firstly, yes, it's absolutely normal that when you have a Queen's speech, you move from one session of Parliament to the next, you have a prorogation, and the norm is that that lasts for a few days. There's a very useful um, briefing on the House of Commons Library website which charts prorogations over the last 40 years. The longest prorogation in the last 40 years has been three weeks. And what seems to be being proposed here is four and a half weeks. And I have to say those longer prorogations, normally there's a good reason, like there are public holidays in that period and so on. So that in itself is extraordinary. The second thing that's extraordinary is this is being proposed in the middle of a constitutional crisis, which is rapidly becoming, sorry, a political crisis, which is rapidly becoming a constitutional crisis with the clock ticking to the 31st of October. So taking up precious weeks in that time when Parliament will not be able to scrutinize the government. And then the third extraordinary thing is we have a Prime Minister who has faced precisely one day of parliamentary scrutiny so far. He became Prime Minister the day before they broke up for the recess. We've had a five-week recess with all sorts of statements being made, an inability to hold the Prime Minister to account for his policy. And at the centre of our constitution and our democracy is the principle that the government is accountable to Parliament. But we heard him there, and as he said this morning, there is ample time, and there is time before, because MPs come back next week on the 3rd, the suggestion is the suspension wouldn't be to the 10th, and then back for the Queen's speech on, what, the 14th. So there's still time after that, before and after. Well, there is a little time, but of course the the time when they come back, if this indeed goes ahead, would be taken up by the Queen's speech debates, which normally run for days. So that would squeeze out time to discuss other things. I mean, you know, if you compare this with Theresa May, when she was Prime Minister, she was on her feet in the House of Commons day after day, week after week, answering questions on her Brexit policy, on the on the progress of the negotiations and so on, sometimes for two or three hours from MPs. This Prime Minister has had five weeks free of scrutiny. He's proposing that Parliament meets for about a week and then we have another four and a half weeks when there's no parliamentary accountability. I would say there are even questions, as indicated by some of the people who have commented on the programme already, as to whether the Prime Minister enjoys parliamentary confidence. The whole reason that the government is the government is on the basis of enjoying the confidence of the House of Commons. If the House of Commons cannot meet and decide whether it has confidence in the government, you could say that this is actually an unconstitutional measure. Professor Meg Russell, thank you very much.